JD Talking Sports. It is Monday, April 27th, 2020. Pulled the muscle on my neck. My neck is pissing me off. So it said on my Gmail that I have 96% of my storage filled. And maybe Rhonda or some computer whiz can tell me. I went to Gmail, I deleted all my sent messages. I deleted at least 6,000 emails and it hasn't fucking changed. It still says I have 96% used in my Gmail account. And I can't believe that I delete 6,000 emails and it says I got freaking 96% used. And I spent an hour wasting my... Ugh, I just got a freaking headache. You know what's very interesting? You know what's really interesting with the draft over? In Michigan with the Michigan. Shea Patterson was not even picked... Not even dra- A day after the freaking draft still wasn't picked up as an undrafted free agent. And that goes to show, someone put down, Shea Patterson, fourth-ranked prospect in the country, Donovan Peoples, 12th-ranked prospect in the country, threw 150 picks, both undrafted. He ends up going, Donovan Peoples, I think he went in, uh, he went seventh round. Yeah, Donovan Peoples did not go. It's amazing, Shea Patterson. I didn't think Shea Patterson's was, was a very good I don't even know where he he went. He went quite yeah. Went in the sixth round. So 150 picks in. Where did where did he finally go? Pick 187. And Shea Patterson. I remember. I remember him. He went to Mississippi. Transferred out. I almost went to freaking Michigan. I wasn't impressed with him at all. And it says you know Jim Harbaugh. You know, listen, you're getting beat out by the dump every fucking year. And maybe he goes to show that something's not working there. He's never really had a great great team there. Not even close. He gets beat by the dump every goddamn year. And then your quarterback, your starting quarterback, doesn't even get a lick. And the day after, doesn't even get picked up as an undrafted free agent. But there was a bunch of top uh, five-star guys that get picked up. But the, he he was one of the big ones, Shea Patterson. I was reading a bunch of other guys that didn't get picked either. But Shea Patterson, yeah, Jake Fromm, who the Jets could have gotten, who I think the Jets should have taken over this kid, Morgan. Yeah, Russell Wilson's ex-wife. Savagely shaded? Who? Can, why are we even? What do you mean shaded? You guys aren't even married anymore. What? What does it matter? Yeah, and I saw that 49ers, uh, you know, talking about Trent Williams' new deal. They said it'll work out by the end of the year. I don't know if you want to do that. I, I don't know if you know. I figure you know he's in, he's in a contract year. Joe Staley's going to retire, and they didn't have to give up too much to get him. But I'm curious, you know, if. He's going to be happy saying, hey, you know, uh, we'll sit, you know, we'll wait this year. He wants his $12.5 million salary for 2020 to be dramatically escalated. Yeah, no insurance, nothing, but he'll be on a good team. We'll see how that works out with him. I, I, I'm curious how that's going to work out in the end. But I saw Russell Wilson, you know. Why? Who cares? Yeah. Before the start of Friday's second round, ESPN analyst Emmanuel Acho issued a warning to the, to the significant others of future players are appearing to use Russell Wilson's ex-wife as a perfect day two of the NFL draft. Girlfriends remember it to play cool. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. And you're right. They show when Russell Wilson got uh, drafted, there's a really creepy picture of him and his girlfriend. And then now he's with Ciara. Yeah. I don't know. Savage, just savage. 
what high school sweetheart meme the same year before divorce in 2014. Two years later, Middleton married Ciara, the first child. They're just going to have their second child. And they have a five-year-old son they share with, share with ex-future. And they said 2020 season could look. NFL is considered eliminating Pro Bowl and bye weeks and moving Super Bowl date as schedule tweaks amid pandemic. Yeah, eliminate the Pro Bowl, which is a waste of fucking time. Or as I told you, have that kind of like the, the, oh God, who's, who's, who's the quarterback? Have a Kurt, the Kurt Warner Bowl, where you have guys that are trying to make the NFL maybe under a free agent, maybe even a Shea Patterson, and play them in a game against guys who get it drafted. Or, you know, we, they talked about, one of the guys talked about, uh, Jeff Schwartz talked about, you know, with the practice squad, with the adding more players to the practice squad, and th- they could play, those players that don't get playing time during the season, that could be the spring development league. So let them play against guys who didn't get drafted out of college who aren't on any teams and let them play a game, see what happens. Or you could just do like, you know, in uh, the longest yard, you could have the guards play the, 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 the you know, the cons versus the cops game. You know, that, that would work. That might be something. Now, I only watched part one of the Michael Jordan documentary, but I saw, I didn't see part two. I just saw a little clip that Carmen Electra and Dennis Robin had, had sex on the Bulls practice court, and he pulled Rodman by his nose ring. All, all of this is what I have to say about Dennis Robin. Extremely talented basketball player. But there was something inside of him. It was being kicked out of his house by his mother, not getting love from the family or something, being homeless when he was 18, going to college, whatever, having a career, and just something was off with him. And instead of taking medication, he decided self-medication, self-medicate with a lot of alcohol and wearing these crazy costumes and everything to hide, to change his all outside while his inside was crumbling and still crumbling because he looks like a fucking mess to this day. And something went wrong there. And you know, I know everybody says Jordan was an asshole and he wasn't a, but you know what? He was the best goddamn player in the world. And like they said in the Jordan rules where they were talking to the, the Pistons and they said, you know, once he got in the air, you couldn't stop him. He was, it was like playing against God. But, you know, you had to knock him. Every time he came lane, you had to knock him down and knock him down. And back then, you know, that's what Rodman said. We'd hit him every time. And to think that he went from the Pistons to the Bulls where they said we could play with him. But he was a mercurial, mercurial player, Rodman. And if he lost interest, if he, if he wasn't into it, but when he was on, he was on. Everybody said he was the best defender. He had unlimited energy. He played his ass off. But, you know, he, they had to give him 48 hours. He needed a 40-hour vacation. And, and Jordan goes, you know, I, I need a vacation. But he goes, you just let him go for 48 hours. He's not going to come back. So I heard that was part two. I didn't see. I didn't want to read a lot about it. I decided to stay out of that part of it. And that's okay with me. Talk to Joey Bumbles today. It's a buck 85 for gas. Thank you, Joey Bumbles. I didn't know gas was that cheap. Now, I saw the Beastie Boys story on Apple TV. I tried to watch it on Plex. It wasn't working, so I got an Apple TV. I just want to send my love to Gumbo Chef. I know Gumbo Chef uh, had a crazy Sunday, and I'm just saying I'm here for you, babe. Here for you, man. And Beastie Boys, did you know they opened up on Madonna's first tour? And they actually contacted, I think it was, because Def Jam was uh, Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin. So they contacted Rick, uh, uh, Russell Simmons. They said, hey, we really want the Fat Boys. Well, he didn't even represent the Fat Boys. He goes, hey, I have the uh, Beastie Boys. So they opened for Madonna on her first tour. I thought that was pretty crazy. Now, the documentary, very interesting. Adam York died in 2012 at the age of 47 of cancer. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, they hit the first album, Licensed to Ill, which, whatchamacallit, uh, 
Joan Rivers did not thought it was a stupid name of an album. And they went from being like frat, drinking their ass off frat boys, you know, uh, Fight for Your Right was, a, you know, making fun of frat boys. They became like a bunch of freaking lunatics. That album blew up. They did Paul's Boutique and it ends up became, becoming like a classic years later. But they learned to play their own instruments. They wrote their own music. I mean, they just went all over the spectrum with their music. And I really, really highly recommend the documentary if you get a chance to see it. It was really cool. And $55 million for the NFL draft over three days. The pandemic really, you know, people stuck inside. People go crazy. They go loco, man. And Michigan will never let me do this race. It's a four by four. So you, uh, four by four by 48. So it's four miles every four hours. F four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So you got to do 48 miles in basically... You know, four miles every four hours. So, so you got to do twenty-four hour, twenty-four miles every every twenty-four miles a day for two days straight, and you get got to do it in four miles. So I would do it, but the problem is we got a small studio, so I can't really go like middle of the night, start doing my shit in the middle of the apartment and make that happen. So I want to do it. Michigan will not let, let it happen. I like what Bill Maher said. It said it's been four twenty for the past two months. And think about this bowling. Who's going to put their hands in a ball that someone else has touched and sharing shoes? Bowling could be fucked. Could be really fucked. I didn't think about that. Bill Moore, I'm not a fan of him, but I thought that was pretty funny. And you have to give respect where respect's due. Jay Cutler said it isn't so. Supposedly he had marital improprieties, which means he was banging somebody else. Rock, I love you. I didn't know you have WhatsApp. WhatsApp, you can send all the files you want. It doesn't take up a lot of space. You got to love that stuff. Cousin Hal sent me a picture. I said, God, 2017. God, I look like shit in 2017. Now I look at myself now. I'm like, eesh. Yeah, I thought I looked better in 2017. I did not. Now what are you going to do? I found pictures of myself from 2012. I was like, holy shit, that's a long time ago. So the Jets also want to be like, uh, want to build a quarterback factory. But first you have to have a good quarterback to start off with. And what's his name? Sam Donald hasn't shown me that yet. So now they passed on Jake Fromm for this guy, James Morgan from Florida International University. Bigger arm than Fromm. I think Fromm has definitely played in bigger games. What do I know? I'm not. But to think that you're starting a quarterback factory, you first have to have the quarterback to have a factory on top of it. That's just me. And the Giants didn't draft a single running back, tight end, or wide receiver. Okay, well, Evan Ingram, can he play full season? Can he stay healthy? Wide receiver, maybe they'll go undrafted free agent. Sterling Shepard, can he stay healthy? I say 8-8 eight and eight next season could be a win-win for the uh, Giants fans. You have to, a lot has to do with the development of Daniel Jones. Protect him. Keep him healthy. Open holes. Stay healthy. Barkley, you know, with the ankle injury last year. Young secondary. New coaching system. You got Joe Judge. We've got to see what happens. And Joe Judge cautioned draftees to forget about thinking they can take over the world because they have no idea what being a pro entails. And I agree with that. They only had 36 sacks last season, 22nd in the league. And Marcus Golden, who led him with 10 Remains uns he's not unsigned. He's a free agent. Will they bring him in? Who knows? You know, they we're gonna have to see what they do. They want the most versatile players that could play on defense, and maybe Golden doesn't seem a guy. Can, Golden's just gonna rush the passer, but sometimes you want a guy to get get to the quarterback, right? And Skip Bayless is not a fan of LeBron James. He says, "Good Lord, are you watching these late 80, 80 highlights of Jordan as the MVP, All Star Game MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Slam Dunk Champ?" Never seen anything like him. Goat, goat, goat. More important, are you watching LeBron? Now, LeBron's not watching because it's a different game, but, but there's nobody like fucking Jordan. And I know it took him a while to get going, and you know what was amazing? So they beat that shot he hit over Elo. Elo 
Jordan said the guy that should have been guarded him was Ron Harper. They, Ron Harper was like, hey, I'll guard Jordan. They said, and I guess uh, Lenny Wilkins was like, no, we're going to have Elo. And, and, uh, and, uh, and he, he said, uh, Ron Harper was like, fuck this shit. And he thought, he, you know, he was the quicker guy. Well, he got the shot off. And it was interesting because the three beat writers for the Bulls, one guy had the Cavs winning that series 3 nothing, one of them winning in four. And Sam Smith, who wrote a book on Jordan, had him in five. And before the game, Jordan came to the one guy who was in three. goes, okay, we already beat you. Second guy beat you. And he goes to Sam Smith. He goes, hey, tonight we're going to fucking beat you. And, you, and at the end of the game, after he hit it, he has the pump, and he goes, fuck off, you can all fucking go home. And I'll tell you, that Jordan was a fucking assassin, an assassin. I watched that, and even Michigan, who's not really, a, I could tell he's not into it, is into it. Like, we were going to watch part two last night just because she wanted to see what's going to happen with Rodman. It is amazing freaking television, amazing. It is awesome to watch. It's like, holy crap. You watch him play, I agree with Skip Bayless. I mean, it was like, listen, I, I watch LeBron, and there's shit he does, but they're different players. He's a bigger guy. But Jordan, man, and the look on his face. And he just, to this day, he's still fucking pissed. You can tell. Like, you know, I mean, very interesting. Very interesting to watch. And there was, Rodman got on a motorcycle after chugging a, drinking a beer. And Michigan's like, he's getting on a, he's getting on a motorcycle. I said, listen, I think he self-medicated a lot. And I remember his ex-wife saying, you know, hey, you know, you could have some money for the, fit. you know, you got a kid and we could use some money. And he's blowing, he's at, he's uh, in Vegas gambling, throwing away money when, you know, she goes, I could use it to pay some bills for your kid. You hear that a lot. I don't know how much money is left. He's always going to North Korea to hang out with uh, Kim Jong-un, who, who's, if he's still alive, if he is, if he isn't, who knows? But very interesting. Very interesting documentary. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. And I feel like I ate way too many Green Army men today. Just like a lot of sugar inside my body. A lot of sugar. Yeah. Took a picture yesterday. Did a lot of... Now, loving basketball, she wanted to make a black When Harry Met Sally. Loving basketball was way more than When Harry Met Sally. If you've never seen Loving Basketball, it's like uh, a period piece almost. It takes place from when they're little kids until they're adults. And uh, she plays basketball. He plays basketball. It follows his, you know, from from high school, going to college, to the pros, and her going to college overseas, trying to give up basketball. It's just, I love it. I tell you, it's one of the best movies I ever saw. I own it. When it's on TV, I lose two hours, and I watch the whole movie. So, no, it's it's different than one Harry Met Sally. It's a much better movie. And players are training individually from May 4th and in groups from May 18th, Italy, is going to resume training for Serie Serie A. All right. 2020, as I said, most watched ever. 55 million over, what would I expect? Less Beastie Boys, freaking rocked. Highly recommended. Really good. And I didn't know uh, the, the Costa and John Harbaugh are neighbors, so they were talking to each other. It's like, there's there's nothing on TV right now. That's what we have to watch is two guys talking. And Khalil Tate, the quarterback from Arizona, is going to become a wide receiver for the Eagles, now they had that kid who last year was from Houston who became a uh, wide receiver from quarterback who I thought was a damn good quarterback. Eagles roster. Gary, I fucking forget his name. Not 
he's uh, yeah, I'm trying to look at the roster. Wide receiver. No, 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 not Robert Davis. No, not Marcus Green. Did they cut him already? Not Deshaun Jackson. Not Alshon Jeffrey. Not him. Greg Ward. So Greg Ward was a damn good college quarterback and led him to uh, upset in the Peach Bowl. Was it Auburn or one of those teams? No, no. I th yeah. Had a good team. Was it Oklahoma? He had, a, he had a hell of a college. Greg Ward was a freaking hell of a player. And again, it's the black quarterback. Well, look, freaking, what's his name? Had to go freaking Warren Moon had to go play in freaking... I was under Greg Ward was undrafted. Yeah, he was a great college player. Yeah, pastors. Yeah, the Chick Fil A over Florida State. That's what I was named offensive player of the, of the game. Played a hell of a game. Th three years at freaking. Three years at Houston, threw for a total of fifty-two touchdowns, rushed for another thirty-nine, threw for eighty-seven hundred yards, rushed for another twenty-three eighty-one. And was undrafted because what do they think they have to make him go play a different position, which I think is a crock of shit. Always pisses me off what they do with these guys. But Cleo Tate was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to play. So if it means me, hey, who was a college, you know, was a quarter, college quarterback? Was the former uh, Bucks quarterback? Who's in the Hall of Fame? The uh, sh shit, Colts." Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy was a college quarterback in Minnesota. He ended up playing a D-back when he went to the Steelers. So, you know, it's ridiculous. I never let you play the positions which you start off with. A lot of guys, you know, that they're that good that they can play, they can go to the pros and play a different position, which I think is pretty, pretty amazing. So, Cleo Tate, Seattle cuts DJ Fluker. Jacob Eason said, as soon as this virus calms down, I'm going to go in there and comp compete my nuts off. All right, listen, people said, you know, slow your roll on him, but he's, you know, he's a good player. And ESPN, it's great. You know, T. Higgins, you know, finalist for 2016 Tennessee Mr. Basketball, held offers from Louisville, Auburn, and Tennessee. Also, nice things. Sister Kiki played basketball for Middle Tennessee State, and his mom, Camelia, fought drug addiction for 16 years. How does that relate to his career? Why do you have to put that up? Do you put every, anybody else's? It's, it's the NFL draft, and that's what you can find for him? You can't find other positive things? Does the whole world have to know about the mother's fucking drug addiction? ESPN later apologized for that, but I'm like, you fucking kidding me? That's what you got? I sent it to Harris that now the Giants have 950 pounds of pass protection between Thomas, uh, the kid from, uh, what's it, Pret? Yeah, the Giants, yeah, the three offensive linemen, 950 pounds. All right. Giants. Uh, draft picks. Okay, so they got... Andrew Thomas, Matt Pert, and Sean Lemieux. 950 pounds between the three of them. That's a lot of weight. And we tried to watch that thing last night, Sondheim's 90th birthday celebration. They were fucking up for a while. And UNC will host Charleston on November 13th in Chapel Hill. This will be the start of a multi-year series, College of Charleston. My cousin went there. 
and they have a thing for Justin Herbert, quarterback, Los Angeles Chargers, got our guy. This looks like an ad for a Disney Channel original movie. And they said Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter when the season starts. I remember I was looking at a guy talking to Rodman, Jack Haley. He was like his guy, his side guy. And I spread this Matthew Berry, uh, TMR. Jameis Winston has completed 10 career passes to Saints players. Taysom Hill has completed seven. Interesting. Yes. I looked at this inertia wave to buy. No, it's a lot of money. It's a ripoff. Yeah, Trent Williams, his deal will work itself out. I don't know. He's going to be a little pissed. And Isaiah Thomas wants to make sure everyone knows he wasn't the villain of last night's MJ Doc episode, which I remember when they lost to the Bulls and the Bulls went to the finals, he got all pissed off about it. So, the whole team walked off. They didn't, they didn't uh, give him the props they deserve. Aaron Donald, Aaron Don, Aaron Don, Donald, Donald, Donald of the Rams celebrated on Twitter after getting his degree. Congrats. So you can always go back to school. And Packers called Minnesota about pick, trading up either uh, pick 22 or 25 before moving up to 26 to draft Jordan Loved. Jordan Loved, who they really wanted. They really wanted that quarterback. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Dolphins used smokescreen, said plan to draft two. It was only in place for a week and was kept to just a handful of people. Had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Had to do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it any other way. Got a great picture of me wearing Ronda's mask. They're talking about the top five uh, players for next season. Mika, Mika Parsons from Penn State's the fifth guy. He had 106 tackles last season, third most in Big Ten. They did lose five starters on defense. Uh, Jamar Chase led FBS in receiving yards last year, 1780, and also had 20 receptions last season. He's going to be a beast. I know they lost everybody, going to have a new quarterback, but he'll be a beast. And the lineman, offensive lineman from Oregon, Penel Sewell, Third unanimous first team All American in Oregon history. I read so what, he, what are they giving up? No sacks in his, the first two three years. Nobody can touch. He's going to be a beast. And then it's it's probably f- uh, switch between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And those will be the top five. But not, not, I love Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper's always got. Why not get a little bit ahead? And James Devlin retiring due to complications with a neck injury. I did my PT yesterday. My neck is all screwed up. And also. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, I'm sorry, Homeland. F- series finale, Gumbo Chef, you got to catch up. I'm not going to say anything, but I love the ending. And Lonzo, LaMelo, and LiAngelo Ball all sign with Jay-Z's agency, Rock, Rock Nation. I'll tell you, I am not impressed at all with, is it LaMelo? Is that the one who's going, is that the one who's going pro? I, I don't know. I, I think he's got a lot of work to do. And there's a, I just hope the Knicks don't take him. That's all I pray. Please do not take him. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see. And they already got Justin Herbert signs up, which I like. And former WNBA guard, and WNBA guard Tamara Moore is going to become the new men's basketball coach at Masabi Range College in Virginia, Minnesota. The only woman to be a head coach of a men's collegiate program in the country now. She's the first African-American woman hires a head coach for a men's U.S. college basketball program. So good for you. Tamara Moore. I, I like to hear that. And Jets are going to pick up that they will pick up Jamal Adams' fifth-year option will be exercised. Not, no shock there. She was Minnesota's Miss Basketball winner in 1998, later played for the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where she was named 2001 Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year and two-time first-team All-Big Ten selection. She spent six years in the WNBA from 2000 to 2007, played for seven different teams, started her career before playing overseas. She was a girls' basketball coach at Edison High School in Minneapolis before accepting a new position at the, as the men's basketball and softball head coach at the junior college. 
she said that coaching men's doesn't phase her and that she hasn't been asked how many male how male players respond to her. She goes, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my resume speaks for itself. Good for her. She will be she so she's the first woman to coach in nineteen in the nineties, Carrie Ann McTiernan became the first woman in the country to be the heads head coach of a men's college basketball team at Kingsborough Community College in New York. Moore's hiring also follows a record 11 women who served as assistant coach in the NBA in the 2019-20 season. There's never been a head coach of a Division I or men's NBA team. And Diana Taurasi wants to own a professional sports team, which I'm all for. And I know Carol would like to see that. We'd all like to see that. And I love seeing these these guys like uh, Mika Mika Clark, who went to Rutgers, a four-star com, uh, recruit. He was a class of 2017. He's he's uh, left the team now. Total just 12 brief game appearances over three seasons. So all that's why you got to take these rankings and throw them. So it's like, okay, great. You know, you were a recruit in there. Well, what the hell? You know, play three games. And he switched from offensive offensive line to defensive tackle. Didn't pan out. He's away for the team. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You just see all that shit, you're like, wow, that you really suck. Now, the the Texans release Tayshawn Gibson, who led the team in interception 2019. It must be a money move because they have to get pace and players or something. That's what you always hear about when all these guys like T.J. Fluker got cut by the Seahawks and Justin Britt, their center, got cut. So it's always a money thing. they got to clear cap space. But sometimes it bites you in the ass. NBA eyeing May 8th for work. Uh, targeting made for limited use of facilities in states with e-state home orders. And the Hawks, even though the state's opening, they're like, Hawks like, yeah, they're not opening this facility yet because they know it's a fucking shit show and they do that and bad things are going to happen. Real bad things are going to happen. All right. That's all I got for now. Right, let's get to trivia questions. Yeah. I'll tell you, that sh sugar in those green army men gets your body going really good. I highly recommend it to everybody. Also, also, sometimes you poop green, and that's not always fun. But I checked it out. It's not bad for your system. Not bad at all. All right. Okay. Yesterday's trivia question. Only two NBA players to get triple doubles against all 30 NBA teams. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are the only two players, NBA players, to ever, ever in the history of the NBA to get triple doubles against all 30 NBA teams. Today's trivia question. Can you name the two... Major League Baseball Hall of Famers from Canada. There are two Major League Baseball Hall of Famers from Canada. Can you name them? All right, folks. Want to wish everybody a great day. Gumbo Chef. Joey Bumbles. Harris. Bill. LG. What did I forget? Uh, Gumbo Chef. Rhonda. James, I hope you're doing well. It's a glorious day out there. It's going to rain all freaking week, which sucks. All right. I got to go delete some more emails. Peace out. Talk to you all soon. Joe Burrow, enjoy, enjoy Cincy. They got billboards up. I never had a billboard up. I'd like a billboard up. All right? Oh, and uh, watch the Jordan documentary. It's phenomenal. Carol, you rock today. Great workout. Oh, and Evan, he's a great PT. If you ever need a PT guy, Evan, I got his number if you need it. Peace out.